Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Quarmulas of the Sports Talk We are live, it is a Monday it is not a recording or a rebroadcast. <laughs> I am in the studio with Alex Clancy, although I thought about a rebroadcast or a replay. Uh, but no, we are on for four days this week as opposed to every other, not every other week, but every week. Monday, Tuesday, our normal Tuesdays, you've heard us on, but Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And since we don't change times in Arizona, we decide to stay as we are. It is at 10 o'clock a.m., which is great for me, Alex, because oh, yeah. the traffic. I, yeah. I had a problem getting here. My attitude was different getting here, rushing through traffic, and I thought I left home on time. But we are here on a, online, on air, live, 10 o'clock a.m. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So you didn't have a problem. I just realized why you don't have a problem, mm-hmm. but uh, we, won't, we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, always I can thought, walk here. Yeah, you can walk here. I always thought it was me. And Deborah rushing here. Deborah lives way out in Bell Road, I believe, somewhere. And getting here at nine in the morning during rush hour traffic, Arizona rush hour, hour traffic is crazy. Yeah. But we got a lot to talk about. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four is the number if you want to join us. And uh, you can also hear Alex or read about his blogging on Rant Sports. It's RantSports.com. Alex. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yep. A little bit about that. Um, it's you know it's cool. It's uh. You you apply whatever you you send them some send them some work apply oh apply you apply you send them some work and uh, they like you or they don't and then uh, they give you the hot topic issues I I am the Arizona Cardinals writer in fact I'm the only Arizona Cardinals writer on the website I was informed of um, but it's great you know you you write it it's um Do it's they a really you? good no it they, it's pay per click I'm just doing it more for uh, for exposure and for uh, to perfect my craft a little bit better who you want to see you exposure. Uh, ESPN, <laughs> <laughs> which is not bad. No, which no. is not bad. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's fun. Well, I'm glad I got you. while you uh, just a small fry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the show. Let's get into some football. One of the hot topics I want to talk. We're gonna talk about a lot of things because it was Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night football, Sunday football. Uh, there was a lot going on, but uh, the story right now that has been going on for a while, but which is recently now coming out uh, to the forefront. Is the Miami Dolphins not there winning and losing? Although they are four and four, uh, stinking, and I think it should be better with the situation going on at hand, which is Richie Incognito being suspended from the team, and this was the Miami Dolphins doing itself. Uh, they had three press conferences, and they had three. So when you have three, yeah, you know it's not going to be good. As in, in that short amount of time, uh, they trying to cover up something, or trying to fix something, or trying to stop it from blowing up in their face. But Richie Cognito, uh, the incident is bullying. Uh, and that's that's what's going around. When I first heard the story, I thought it was, you know, everybody goes through the hazing. You know, it's just it's just hazing. I know, I know, I've done it. I came into the league. I'm like, I'm not putting up with no any nonsense. But I knew I was going to do some stuff uh, that was a uh, under the line, so no one really crossed the line. And and everyone goes through. I'm like, what what makes me so special that I can't be hazed or can't go through the stuff that everybody in the National Football League has been through? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a problem with. It. I'm like, man, you better toughen up. Just because you play football, you don't have to be tough in certain situations, uh, especially when you're being bullied. 
But I, that's what I thought the story was. So Richie Incognito. Then I found a lot, of, a little bit about his background that I heard on some uh, publications that, you know, his dad was like that. His dad actually bullied him, not bullied him in the sense to uh, degrade him, but made him tougher. Uh, and that's the problem with men and their boys and their sons. You, you, you tell them, you know, be tough, don't cry. That's not always the case. I, I and I, I said that a couple of times too. But then I see the extent of the the injury or the incident that happened. I'm like, wow, I would cry if that was me. Uh, so I don't say that anymore. Uh, not seriously. I, I might do it around jokingly. Uh, but this is a case where this shouldn't happen. Yeah, and he was voted before the 2012 season the second uh, least liked player, uh, the second dirtiest player, I think, uh, by the Sporting News. 30. Yeah, and uh, you know it, this really stemmed from. It started with Incognito having uh, asking for fifteen thousand dollars to to uh, supply them with money for a Vegas trip that that uh, that he wasn't even going to go on, and you know there were there were text messages, there was a voicemail that, that was left, and it's interesting that there is still some soft spot uh, in in the NFL. You know, like people, a mental soft spot that Deborah yeah. praises all the time, and I and I disagree with her a lot of times, and now this kind of brings it brings it all to light that. As you said, there are some glass figurines in the NFL, and it just happens to be mentally, not physically. So I don't know what's going to happen. This is just, there's no room for this, especially on your own team. And the Dolphins don't even know what to do. They're asking the NFL to review this to see what they should do. Well, I, I think the Dolphins has to be seen going the distance, and I, they, they know what to do. This has to, this has been going on for a while. It's just now coming out. Nothing like this just happened and then becomes national news, unless there's, you know, we, we've seen some national news where there was a, you know, a player incident where, uh, for example, let's go back to the Ray Lewis situation. That could be national news in an instance because it just happens. And not to keep, not to bring up the Ray Lewis stuff. He's moved on from that, and he was innocent. But uh, when you surround it with situation, that could be instant news. This is this is news in Miami that has been going on for a while. It's just coming to the front now. Richie Incognito uh, tweets out that you know, stop slandering my name. This was to Adam Sheffer. Mm-hmm. He was talking about. Uh, which he's, he has to have information within the organiza- organization that this was allowed. So don't slander my name when I was told to do certain things uh, to get those guys right. Now, when I was in San Diego Chargers, where also the Arizona Cardinals, we went out as rookies and we had to pay an enormous bill. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to do it. But it's a one, you don't have to do it every week you go out. You don't you don't tell the rookies, well, we're going out this week or we're going out next week, and they show up so you can pay the bill. That happens one time. Everyone has to do it. And I know in San Diego, uh, when I was there, it was an enormous bill. The bill was like, I'm like, who pays $60,000 for dinner? It, it don't get to that. But guys, some guys take advantage of it. They get a bottle, bottles of wine, take them home, which was allowed. I, mean, I don't think that's allowed anywhere else unless mm-hmm. you're some type of an athlete or some type of profession that's, that's glorified and glamorized. Uh, but you a sixty thousand dollar bill, and these rookies don't even have their money yet. They're still in camp, but that only happens once. This incident with the Miami Dolphins and Richie uh, Incognito, uh, obviously, this has been going on. How could one guy in a locker room of fifty three guys uh, control this whole situation and bullying? Well, I mean, you you've said this from day one. It's you don't snitch. Right, that's the whole thing. Snitches get stitches, right? Snitches. I got it. See, I do listen to what you say. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Martin uh, bullied. No other guy. That that's a team situation. So if say Ryan Tannehill goes up or, or somebody takes takes charge and tells the authorities or the coaches, he's going to get looked at. Nobody's going to respect him for that because it, it's a team situation. Right. It's a team. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it was. I, 
I, I would assume that's the only way that this would have stayed quiet for so long because it's a, if it's in the locker room, nobody sees that. When the reporters are gone, the coaches are gone. Mm-hmm. It's just your team. Well, the coaches coaches come through the locker room, and what happens in the locker room? Most of the players, your captains, your leaders, your team. I don't know where the leaders are on this team. There's no leader on a team that that creates bullying. Bullying. You can't be a bully and be a leader. That that is just irreverse. The coaches don't police the locker rooms. They they right. never have unless in serious situations such as this, something like that, um, comes up. But the players do that. So I can't understand. And it's not it's not it's rarely an offensive player. Now he may be dominant. Now I did mention and he has a pass in his background. I'm not giving him any excuses or easy, or reasons why you've done uh, doing what you did as far as the bullying of another player. You either bully when you was a kid or got bullied when you were a kid, and if you didn't get any help in either of those situations, it can transpire up into your adulthood. There's bullying everywhere. There's bullying in the workforce, uh, corporate office. Uh, definitely we know about it in the school, and we're trying to prevent that with the kids now. Um, but he's never gotten any help. And it's a sad situation that those guys in the locker room couldn't police that before it got this far. And most of the times, your leaders and your captains or your most aggressive guys come from the defense. Like, how could one guy on a team that's 4-4 four and four control such a situation like that where there's 52 other guys in there? Well, have you seen how big he is? I mean, I, I understand when it comes down to it. Like, I don't if, care how well, big he is. There's 52 other guys in there. How you going to do And he probably has some guys on his side. I'm he sure. Probably, you know, like a, a, a dictator, he can create, <laughs> he can get other guys to roll with him in situations, but it, you can't get the whole 52 guys to be on your side from nonsense because everybody comes from different walks of life. Well, if it's from text messages and phone calls that are just between the two of them and uh, Martin's too scared to tell anybody, like he gave that $15,000 to Incognito because he was scared of what would happen if he didn't. How does it, and to beg, how does it get to that point? Right. And it's, if, if, I mean, it would seemingly just be between the two of them until somebody heard about it or somebody told somebody else about it. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it's, well, this you, is awful, and you don't, there's no room for this on a team. There's no room for this on a professional football team because the goal in football teams is to come together on one accord with one goal in mind is to win. And you've got to be able to fight through adverse situations when that happens. You're not going to win. Uh, there's a handful of teams that can go 16-0. and 0. Now, and, and we've seen those teams go 16-0 and lose in the playoffs or, or not win the Super Bowl. But – this one guy, you, you, you either respect this guy who's supposed to be the head person in charge or you fear him. Either way, you have to get rid of him. You're going to have to get rid of him because you're not in your own skin when you're around him. Why would you want to be certain somebody else? I, I never understand. There's a lot of people I know to this day. They are somebody else around someone. They are not themselves against when they go to a certain group of certain people. I, I, don't, I could never understand that. Why you want to be somebody else? You either respect that person or you feel that person. Either way, you don't have to change who you are. Now, do you? If this kid comes back, if this Martin kid comes back to the NFL, gets comes back to the Dolphins, or he goes somewhere else, is he going to be looked at as weak? Is he going to be? Is he going to be bullied for this even more? Even even I mean, so even if he's hazed for I this, this will be this will be exacerbated to the point where the, it, it, it can only get worse for him, in my opinion. I mean, can he come back and be respected? Uh, off the field. Say on the field, he's a big boy. So yeah. on the field, but off the field, can he be respected? Can he be like looked at as a man, quote-unquote, in the NFL terms? It depends on which team he goes to. If he goes to a veteran team, he goes to some guys with some grown man leadership, he goes to a team with some leaders. I don't see any leaders in the Miami Dolphins anymore because that could never get to this point. It won't happen. I hear that, uh, and I, so I say, yes, I say he can, and I don't think he snitched. I think this was this went overboard. There's a difference between hazing and being bullied. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the league is hazing out. Hayes, I don't think there's one guy who haven't been hazed. 
I, I, I would like to meet him. So what's the difference between this and hazing? I understand uh-huh. it's different. Yeah. I understand. I mean, carrying the, do it, paying for the. So what's the difference between paying for dinner and giving money, even though you're not going on a Vegas trip to, to your teammates? He should have never gave that money. But hey, the difference, in my opinion, is hazing is a one-time thing and it's fun. It's, it's more of a tradition uh, when you come into a certain uh, organization or, or, or family, you know, some type of like like the NFL um, that we're speaking of. Bullying is something that's going to happen to you every day you walk in, and you feel uncomfortable going to that office, going into that building, going into that certain situation. You feel alone. You feel alone. You feel like no one has your back. You And you wonder why. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of thought process going to that if you're the one who's being bullied. And how do you come to work ready to bully somebody? So has a lot to say about the organization of Miami Dolphins. And this guy, Richie Incognito, who's been on his – this is 13. Mm-hmm. So he's already – been a problem child. Yeah, St. Louis. He had he had an issue. He got waived because he got in the, he got into it with uh, spec coach Magnola. Yeah. In Nebraska, he had off field issues. So that's two guys. This is before Adamican. This is right. this is the first one coming from Nebraska. So I don't know what they put in the water there, but I, I don't want all the all, all the press come out and all the all, everything comes out about him that well this happened to him when he was a kid by his dad and they say his dad was an aggressive a strong will Mason. Um, I, I don't care. I, I know some Masons are not. Like that, <laughs> I know some guys are not like that, um, but I don't want this to come out and say it's justifiable for what he did. So don't make all excuses for him because he should have got some help. He's a same guy that like uh, come in with the the, the big muscles and, and bump somebody just for no reason just to get a feel for him. Sure. Um, well, we, we'll we'll keep our pulse on this uh, Miami Dolphins situation and Richie Incognito. He is definitely he's suspended indefinitely. Uh, we'll find out what's going on with that as as stories and uh, time allows. Kwamala Sports Talk, we got Alex Clancy in the studio. We are four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 10 a.m. Since we don't change times, since we don't change times, it is 12 o'clock on the East Coast and I believe 9 on the Pacific uh, Standard Time. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Arms. 
Hey, welcome back to the Kwamela Sports Talk. We're in the studio, Alex Clancy. Uh, we were talking about the Miami Dolphins. We'll move on to that, as we mentioned. Uh, we'll keep our pulse on what's going on with that situation. Uh, but there's no room for bullying, uh, in my opinion, anywhere. Um, starting with the kids situation, high, middle school, elementary on up. You just no room for it. If you get bullied as a kid, it's more likely you're susceptible to get bullied as an adult. And you either respect that person or you feel that person. And, and at some point, it's going to come to a situation that's going to be drastic. It's going to be drastic because you don't, you don't want to change who you are around someone else. Uh, and that's unfortunate for um, both of those parties. You know. Alex, uh, let's get into some real football. Um, okay. I found myself, and now I say real forward because that 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 shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about some stuff like this, but it happens, um, and it's good to get it out out in the front, um, get a grab of it now and get rid of it, uh, just so it it holds notice around the National Football to the other thirty one teams. Um, watching football yesterday, I found myself watching the Oakland Raiders and the Philadelphia Eagles game, which I'm starting to be a fan of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, and maybe because Terrell Pryor, yeah, and what be. he's able to do. He's um, he still has a, learn, a lot uh, to learn as far as the quarterback position, and I think he's doing that on the run. Uh, I thought when he came in the supplemental draft that uh, it would be good that he can sit around for a little while. Everyone expect quarterbacks to come in now, I being one of them, to come in and play right now because you're the first rounder. And that depends on which team you go to. Some teams need a quarterback. Depends on what you have around that quarterback. You have any skill situation, any skill players. Do you have a defense that can uh, maintain some drives or stop some drives and get you on the field to get you into a rhythm? I, I thought uh, Terrell Pryor coming into his own. He's made a lot of good decisions since he's been the quarterback. He has everyone interested in the Raiders. What I didn't understand yesterday is how they got blown out at home from a team that traveled from the East Coast to the West Coast, and it happens, but... The Philadelphia, I'm talking Philadelphia Eagles, who's not that good of a team. They have great players, but they're not, they don't have a good team. Um, how did the Oakland Raiders get blown out at home? What was the score, 49 or 49-20? Uh, and those 20 points were given to them at the end for the most part. Uh, but you can see the talent the Raiders have, but I don't see the Raiders getting blown out at home. And we'll get into what Philadelphia did. Yeah, it's a, they got hit with a buzzsaw right away. Uh, ten play, eighty four yard drive, uh, was the first scoring play, and then uh, you know it seemingly uh, at the blink of an eye, two more touchdowns were scored right away. The, the third one was a sixty yard, sixty three yard touchdown pass to uh, to Riley Cooper, who had a day. Um, quick question: Do you think that people are still thinking about his his uh, uh, racial slur before the season? Not like at all. when? He, so, so you think that that was just? And did you think that was going to happen? Not to get off topic, but like, do you think that that was going to happen? When people are entertained, they forget about what happened in the past. As long as you keep entertaining people, like if you want somebody to stay out your business, put a reality show on TV. People love to be in other people's business mm-hmm. at the moment. But if you, the situation with Riley Cooper, I thought, will linger on, but not while football season is going on. Because now you can be entertained by what's going by the by the season, the records, the stats, and all those. Especially guys, you play fantasy football, so you weren't you more concentrating on who I'm gonna get this week and put them in a position where I can get some points. It, it's um, it's fantasy football, but in life, it's fantasy everything. You don't see people watch TV and go to movies for the entertainment part, but they don't see the messages in it. They don't see everything that transpired into what's going on. Riley Cooper's situation was, it happened on the offseason, so there was not a lot going on, so they made a big story of it. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants a story. So they made a story of it. I don't think he should have said it. I think when it calms down, maybe next year, let's say he goes somewhere else, 
it may come up if a situation come up where he's in the midst of it. Other than that, people has moved on for it. Yeah, I mean, if, if he'll just be under a microscope from now on, because right. that'll just be on his rap sheet if yeah. something else happens, which is which is understandable. But he had a day last week, and maybe he'll become if they can get another receiver in Philadelphia that actually produces besides Deshaun Jackson, because they're two deep threats. Riley Cooper's got some wheels. Where's Macklin? He's his uh, yeah he's done for the year. Yeah, but. his his knee is is not in this in the right place right, right now. But they, I, I think, going forward. Uh, Cooper, Macklin, and uh, Jackson. That's a good. That's a good. If Riley Cooper yeah. continue to produce, absolutely, because now he has somebody that can throw him the ball with accuracy. It, he's a pocket passer, you know. And Lashawn McCoy is going to be the one that might lose a little bit in this in this whole thing if they become a passing team. He might not be as needed as he used to be, like the thirty touches a game, like they started the year. Right. But if Riley Cooper can 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 be consistent this year, they could still win that division. You know, I mean, they're only one game out of that division, so it'll be it'll be interesting. But, but Nick Foles, have, kudos have, to Nick Foles for. Yeah. I just hope that this isn't a Matt Flynn situation where he has one good game and he gets a contract and you never hear from him again. He's not but going th- anywhere because I think he's the perfect. Uh, and, and I'm gonna say this because, and I thought I would never be to say this as far as Philadelphia quarterbacks go. No time soon. That Mike Michael Vick is not my quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. He I'm, I'm going with Nick Foles, and uh, Nick Foles has some mobility where he can run that offense. You want to run that spread offense. That midpoint offense, then it's possible he can do it because he can also throw. Yeah, he's, he, he's got a gun. I mean, he can, and, and Vic has a gun. We're speaking of gun. I'm talking about there's a difference between a passer and a thrower. Yep. Um, Michael Vic seems to throw the ball. Uh, uh, Foles passes the football, put these guys in position where either my teammate gets it or no one gets it. And he's going to make some mistakes along the way. I hope he doesn't become the Matt Flynn because now look, we're looking for Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn can play Buffalo. He's in Buffalo sitting around. Yeah. Jeff Toole is starting in front of him. Right. So. Right. But I, I hope he doesn't become a, a Matt Flynn where he has an extraordinary game or he becomes a um, the uh, guy who was here, that came from Philly, who was with the Arizona Cardinals, who came oh, yeah, from Kevin Philly. Cobb, yeah. Kevin Cobb. Because uh, Kevin Cobb, in the absence of Donald McNabb for, for four games, went out, sta- went lights out, yeah. went lights out, played uh, extremely well, and then he uh, disappeared. Yeah. He so, disappeared. I don't know. But... Congratulations to uh, Foles. I just hope he doesn't throw four picks to, uh, next week. He's not going to throw four you know, picks. You know, just 110, 180 yards on 30 throws for, for four picks. But he had 406 yards and seven touchdowns. That ties in the three NFL quarters. Record. In three quarters. Tying the NFL record. Um, and, I, and I found myself rooting for that guy because I wanted him to throw one more. Yeah. It's Ty. Go ahead and break it. But he, he's not conscious of, I need to throw one more touchdown. So he's, he's, he's in a moment right at that point where – He's trying to get his team to win. Now, the Oakland Raiders had no business getting cut up like that defensively. Uh, you look around on their defense. They have some players on their defense. And I can't understand how uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do what they did traveling from the East Coast, West Coast, to a team that I thought that was on the rise. Now, the Oakland Raiders sitting 3-5 and five right now. Um, you mentioned about the Philadelphia Eagles still having a shot in the East. That, that's, that's doable because uh, – Sitting at four and five, the Philadelphia Eagles, one game out of first. You have the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Redskins. Then you Giants are only the, two games out. Giants two games out. Ooh, I got laughed at. Oh man, if they you, make the playoffs. You, no, you're gonna get laughed at still. Ooh. They're not gonna make the playoffs. But the um, they have to do a whole lot. Um they they can't have I think uh Kelly has to come out and say Foles is our quarterback. Yeah, and I, and I think he will. Uh, Oakland, I feel like I feel like this was all I feel like this was a scheming problem. So I, I would put I would put this game on the coaches. And I'll say that because they, they, you don't scheme for Riley Cooper. You scheme for LeSean McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, maybe Bryce Brown, because it's just one running attack, and Shady gets the ball with three series in a row, and then you'll bring in Bryce Brown. 
but I feel like they got hit with a Riley Cooper that they weren't really preparing for. They it wasn't in any extraordinary routes that he was running. He was running go routes, or he was running at bang gates, or skinny posts, or he was running posts. It wasn't anything he was where he had to do a you know a, a seven cut or anything like that. It was just straight routes, and he was letting the ball go. So I put this on the defensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders because they were blitzing all up until this game. They used to blitz a lot. Mm-hmm. They had pressure um, on the quarterbacks. Now they just set rush three man, rush four man, and that was it. And he was still able to pick them apart because he had time to throw. I looked at that game, and I was going back before that game, Minnesota, Dallas, and the uh, Jets and Saints, who we're going to talk about. But I, I watched uh, Foles have plenty of time back there in the pocket. See, and, and, and you and I could have did that. How does he have time if Michael Vick does not? It's the same offensive line. Yeah. How, how, can, how can he stay in the pocket? Because Michael Vick is one, two, three, I'm out. Like maybe his internal clock is off a little bit. I don't know. Maybe he's it's out of fear because he's got hurt so many times. It could be. Out Nick of fear. Foles just doesn't think because he's like, well, I, I didn't think I get this opportunity this year. Make the best of. Yeah, I'm just not even gonna think. I'm just gonna go play football. But it came. Didn't it come down before the season start with Philadelphia Eagles that it was? Uh, and I thought it was all just talk. But Nick Foles and Michael Vick was vying for the job, and it came down to the wire. So. So much press came out that how are you going to put those two together and say Michael Vick is not better? Michael Vick is better in situation if you want to run a run and shoot. But finding out that uh, Nick Foles has some mobility, you can still run that offense. But now you as a coach, uh, as a great offensive mind, the coach that Kelly is, that I think, well, he can run both of those offenses. He can run the, the run and shoot. He can run the, the, um, the midpoint, the spread offense. And he can also have this guy drop back in the pocket and get the ball to Shady McCoy. Yeah. I mean, I just think about Dennis Dixon at Oregon, how good he was, how yeah. electric he was. I mean, he tore his ACL, right, in a big game, I think, towards the end of the season, his last year there. Right. But he didn't compute to anything in the NFL. So Nick, so Chip Kelly's starting to, he's starting to evolve. He's like, okay, well, I mean, it, it worked. The gimmick worked for the first few weeks. We didn't win all of our games, but it, it worked. We scored a lot of points. If you have this young kid that is mobile, that has a gun, and that knows the offense— I mean, I feel like you don't go anywhere further than him. And they were even talking about starting Matt Barkley in the beginning of the season. Matt so Barkley everything was up in the air. There's yep. no quarterback good out of USC that I can remember. Well, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's doing all right. Carson Palmer's doing what he's, what he's supposed to be doing in Arizona. Carson Palmer but, could do better. Yeah. He's been in the league long enough. Carson Palmer was at his best when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. Before the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, tore that knee up. Yeah, before the Tom Brady rule was put into effect. Right. Where you go low on a quarterback and you get suspended. What do you make of the Seattle Seahawks, who's um, – for for the past two weeks, should have lost uh, two ball games. Um, now I'm not gonna say uh, they we, they got away with the win, so take it and run with it. Anytime you're in the National Football League and you can win a football game, however you win that football game, this game was won in overtime, and they had to come back from a 21 point uh, deficit. I think they were bored. I mean, I think this is just a game that in the NFL you I, so I understand you, you say this bored. I blame this on the coach then. I I just well maybe. I, I think that this is just it. I mean, the, the numbers were fine at the end of the game. You know, Marshawn Lynch had a good day. Russell Wilson had a solid day. He threw a couple of picks, I think, at least one. And I just think I just think they were bored. I think this is one of those dog days of uh, dog days of the season games where they thought they were just going to walk in there and beat them. And and Mike Glennon, you know, he's he's making a name for himself with the Buccaneers, so he might be their starting quarterback next year. Even. Well, at this point in the season, this is the mid point of the season, so this is the second half. So in National Football League, most, most uh, organizations, if not all, they break them down in quarters, the first four games, first quarter, mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. Um, you can't get bored at this point because it's November. November is when you need to win the mass of your games. 
uh, so you can get into the playoffs. This team is, you know, it can come down. San Fran and uh, Seattle Seahawks, it could be a wild card spot. As good as these two teams are, it could come down to a wild card spot, depending on what's going on in the NFC. Absolutely. And I think that the really good teams are the ones that win all these games here. This is when, when the Giants used to win the, when they won the Super Bowl a couple mm-hmm. years ago. They went on a six game win, uh, six game winning streak in November and December. Seven? Yeah, and they finished nine and seven and then won yeah. the Super Bowl. So these kind of things, this is where you jockey for position. Seattle is in position right now, so it's difficult to jockey for something when you already have it. But again, there's a whole other half of the season and you have San Francisco breathing down your neck. The, so, the good teams, the good teams, the great teams don't get bored in situations like this. You go there, you find, you make Tampa Bay understand this is the reason why you at that point was 0-7. Oh, let's take care of business, get out of here and try to get some of uh, our uh, second tier guys in who's going, we may need them uh, going into the playoffs or down the road. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we talk more football. We will talk Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, Jets and the Saints, Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio as always. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Hall. It is Monday. We are live. You would normally hear us on uh, Tuesdays at 9 since the time changed. It is 10 a.m. Arizona time. Now, everything that's around us moved around, so I think it's 9, p- 9 uh, a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which that would be California, Seattle, and all those places. But it's 12 o'clock still, before and after, on the East Coast. Welcome to the show, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy in the studio. We were talking about the uh, Seattle Seahawks and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay almost pulling that game out. Alex mentioned that the uh, Seahawks might have got bored. Um, but I would say to that that you can't get bored at this time. You're getting bored. You almost lost two games. You could be sitting at 
a six and three uh, record right now because I thought that this, uh, the uh, the the Rams the uh, the Rams might have beat those should have beat that team. Yeah, that was another. They had they had two two or three times up from the two yard line, and, and uh, Seattle stopped them. Yeah, I, but you know they they had that game. They had to come back, and you can see uh, to Alex point where they might get bored because when they find themselves down, you can see the whole dynamics of their mental thoughts and action started to take place. So, okay, let's we need to tighten up. We need to play this type of football. But in November, you have to play this type of football all the way through. I can look at their schedule and see who they have next. But they have Atlanta. They're in Atlanta next. Which is um, another team that you could say they can get bored about, but they're in Atlanta. Atlanta fans still show up. There's Atlanta. It's probably one of my most disappointing teams. You ask you ask Tony Gonzalez to come back, and then this is what happens to you. Now, any given Sunday, these guys can win football games. That's how Tampa Bay just almost was a 21 point lead in this game yesterday against Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, you cannot get bored. I, that comes down to the coach keeping those guys uh, sharp and ready, to, sharp and focused to finish off football games. They didn't score in the first quarter; they scored seven at that second quarter, twenty-one-seven, Tampa Bay. Then they start scoring after that, but that game almost that game went into overtime, uh, and they found a way to win. When you can find a way to win in National Football League, take it and run with it. The uh, New Orleans Saints and the uh, the Jets. Now this this Jets team. This is the same team that got smashed by Cincinnati for like 46 or something points. 49-9. to 49-9. And this defense that the uh, Jets have, which I think they're one of the better defenses in the league, but I don't know how you get chopped up with 49 point, by 49 by 40 points. And, and that's another thing. Marla, uh, Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones, the <laughs> guy that had four touchdown catches. Right. If you don't plan for somebody, you only plan for A.J. Green, somebody right. else comes on the backside – you could get burned like this. Right, but you know what? The and there were two pick sixes in that game, too. The scheme, though, the scheme covers everybody. Um, and I know Rob and Rex Ryan. The scheme covers everybody. You you want to take the, your best player away. You want to do that. But the guy on the backside, you got to do your job, too. So the schemes take away everything a team wants to do to you. There are strengths and weaknesses in every defense, strength and weakness in every offense. Uh, and, it's, and it's all it's predicated on down and distance, time of the game, you, uh, tendencies. Uh, where you can cover that, where you can defend that, and you put you call your best plays in those situations. Uh, but the New York Jets and uh, New Orleans Saints, I thought the Saints would win only because the Saints' offense versus the Jets' offense. I thought the defense, both of those defense, would be still made it becoming, you know, you talk about Rex and Rob Ryan, uh, which defense played <clears throat> pretty good. Uh, the Saints was only able to get in the NFL, get in the end zone twice. That was the first and second quarter. But when the Jets put up 17 points in the second quarter, it, it was going on a run for for a while. Then it was only the mass three points in each of the last two quarters. Uh, but there was no run game to be seen for the New Orleans Saints. And when Drew Brees, who's a future Hall of Fame in my opinion, when he was just, when he's expected to throw the ball as many times as he does, and there's no running game, your offense is now one dimensional. And you going into a situation November, where you know next coming up next is Dallas, and we want we'll get into some Dallas talk because I wanted to come in here and talk about Tony Romo, but I'm I'm not. I want to say some good things about Tony Romo, but there's a lot of things Tony Romo still doing. The New Orleans Saints, <clears throat> they're at Dallas, so we feel like uh, you know that's going to be another game because you're on the road that you're going to have to find a way to win to get yourself to 7-2. Uh, but 
I thought the Jets would win. The I'm sorry, the Saints would win this game because of Drew Brees and their offense. I didn't know it was going to be a one-sided offense. Yeah, it's uh, the Jets are looking like take last week away, but they're getting closer to the old Jets uh, that we knew and loved with Mark Sanchez, where you'd have a a team manager, uh, a, a team, uh, a quarterback, a game manager, and you run the hell out of the ball and you play defense. Like that, they're slowly starting to get back to that. Uh, Chris Ivory's come out of nowhere. Finally, some, they have some sort of, like they're not starting Bilal Powell, they're not starting anybody else. Chris Ivory ran for almost 140 yards yesterday. Yes. Uh, the Saints, the, the way to beat the Saints is to make Drew Brees throw interceptions. That's how you do it. And two, two interceptions, I think, led to 10 points for the Jets. If you can make, and, and what you talked about with the running, They've the Saints have always been dumped down passes and screen passes as opposed to handing the ball off, just like the Patriots really until now. Pierre Thomas had six carries. He he was the leading. He, he had got the most touches out of anybody in the backfield, but he caught seven passes. So I think that could be misleading that stat. I just think that the Saints had just had an off day. Drew Brees threw two interceptions, and uh, the Jets look good, and they are in first. They are in first place now for the second wild card spot as of right now in the AFC. And who would have thought that coming out of coming out of the preseason that they had no idea who's going to be their starting quarterback and if so what Geno Smith would do. Geno Smith 8 for 19 115 points. Are, are they supposed to win that game? I, I understand quarterback cuz those look like Christian Ponder's numbers. <laughs> Christian Ponder had a great day in Dallas. Uh, I mean at home versus Dallas. But are they supposed to win uh, with the quarterback throwing eight for nineteen? That's ca- it's kind of like the uh, quarterback who was in. Um, he does a lot of talking now, like he was just an outstanding quarterback. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. <laughs> <laughs> I got I it. Have to say, I don't have to say the Baltimore Ra- uh, Baltimore Ravens in nineteen ninety five. I don't have to say that. But Trent Dilfer talks like he was the greatest quarterback ever. Okay, those those are. You Christian- won the Super Bowl. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He well, was on a Super Bowl team. Yeah, he was a quarterback of the Super Bowl he team. Was a, I, I tell you what, what Trent Different was, and this makes a difference, so I, I need to stop talking so much about him. That he was a leader. He was a leader. He, he, got, he, was, he was able to respond to the words of Ray Lewis. He was able to take those words to the offense and get those guys to play. Yeah, they probably scored more points on the defense than they did on the offense last year. No question. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but, well, uh, Alex, I mean, not Alex Smith, but Geno Smith, 8 for 19, 115 points. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I, I think he did use what was around him. You, most quarterbacks get overzealous and try to win games on their own uh, because they feel a certain way about their talents, and rightfully so. You can't let your ego get in the way of what your goals are as, compl- as far as those other guys around you, those other skilled players around you, those other guys who have the same passion that they are expecting you to have and to win in football games. Uh, Chris Ivory goes off. This was the, this was the bright spot. That and that defense, um, 18 carries for 139 yards, as you mentioned, uh, one touchdown, his longest run, 52. I just don't see 52 yards being, uh, you know, your longest run against those two defenses. But when you break, it's easily, it can easily happen. Well, when you break them, you have to worry about the safety. All you have is the safety in the corners. And yeah. the corners are being run off. And, the, well, the, the uh, Saints have a top 10 defense this year, which kind of came out of nowhere. And, well, Rob Ryan, I guess you uh-huh. could say. Rob Ryan. Hey, if he couldn't get it done in Dallas, I don't know what is so special about New Orleans, but maybe it's just a fresh start, fresh voice. Uh, well, Dallas, but, but Dallas. the Saints will always need to score points to win. They will always need to outscore their opponent. You can never rely, as of now, on the New Orleans Saints defense to stop anybody. Drew Brees will always have to throw for 350 yards for them to win, have to throw for multiple touchdowns. If Drew Brees doesn't throw for touchdowns, they don't win. Right. 
Well, here's here's the teams. Uh, we'll get at scores, but here's the teams we're not going to talk about. Uh, the, the Bengals lose uh, incredibly. They lose after after putting up forty nine points the week to, before. They lose to the Dolphins twenty twenty two. The Titans are four and four. They still in the mix of things. They have Jacksonville because you know it's going to be a tough game. They should win it. They win twenty one. I mean twenty eight twenty one against the uh, St Louis Rams. I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, so we'll say that. Score. What about Cam Newton? Five and three. Five and three. They they won, they beat the Falcons thirty four ten. My most disappointing team. The Falcons got to look at the face of a uh, Seattle Seahawks coming up. Let's talk about this game. The Washington Redskins three and five. I don't want to. And uh, your San Diego Chargers four and four. Oh, that's awful. How do you get to? Uh, how do you get on a one yard line and you throw three passes and all you need to do is score? Well, what I don't understand is why that. He didn't have total control. Danny Woodhead didn't have total control when he hit the pylon against the ball because they scored a touchdown and then it got overturned. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you don't hold on to the ball there, maybe with two hands, but he was reaching out. I think you run the ball. You have two timeouts, first and goal from the one. Two timeouts. Run the ball once. Hand it off to LaRon McLean once. On a, on a fullback dive or yeah, something, and that's, your, and that's your bigger, that's your bigger tailback. Yeah, that's your bigger fullback running guy. Um, At least run a play action. At least you don't run, don't run four wide shotgun set from the one yard line. You're not Tom Brady. You'll never be Tom Brady. You'll never be able to do that like he used to be able to, and you don't have the weapons to do so. Run the freaking ball. And you get, all you have to do is get in the end. I mean, it's, it doesn't make well, any sense. But there's a lot of people that want uh, Philip Rivers, i.e. Uh, Francis Clances. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's a lot of people that think they, uh, you can – I mean, you should draft another quarterback. That's, you have a draft every year, which is not my uh, – which I'm not a huge fan of. But you have a draft every year for a reason. You can bring a guy. And Philip Rivers, in my opinion, is still serviceable. He still has a grasp of the game. He's still um, – you know, when he had all those weapons, I think his game went down – Two years after Ladanian Thomas left, um, because you had a solid running game. That that guy they have now, um, Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews from uh, Fresno State, or did he go to Fresno State? Yeah, first round pick. Yeah, I, I, he's always hurt. He's, he's he's not productive, in my opinion. He had a couple hundred yard games back to back, but one of them, one of them was against Jacksonville, where he right. ran all over him. Yeah, but you know he's he's a real sighting. He's a real sighting as far as showing up for football games. He's like Amendola for the uh, New England Patriots, but. You run the football on the first time with your big guy, and then the play actually makes sense. But then you throw the ball three times. I don't. You 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 create your own one dimensional team offense uh, on the one yard line, and you can't score. So Washington comes back down in overtime, and you kick the field. You kick a field goal, but Washington comes back down in overtime and win the game. Just really run right through your defense. Like the defense seems so uninspired. Yeah. That that was one of the easiest drives I've ever seen. Alfred Morris is running all over him. There was a huge. I think it was a second and sixteen, thir- third and twelve. It was something. It was a long conversion necessary, and it was a Pierre Garcon just right down the middle. Just I mean, it wasn't even. There, there was. There's no inspiration still in the city of San Diego, and I feel like that with a easy breezy attitude. That's until San Diego Chargers move from San Diego, and it pains for me to say this. They're not going to win anything. Right, right. Uh, well, move I'll to Nebraska. Right move, move somewhere where people actually care about football. They don't just go there to see who's who's there and to, and to get hammered before. And I go wonder to the games. why there was another team. There was never a team in Nebraska because those fans show up for the Cornhuskers religiously. Yeah, because there's nothing else. Well, you don't need anything else. But you can get in trouble when there's nothing else. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think the uh, Washington Redskins <laughs> will. Make the playoffs over the Dallas Cowboys Jeez. out of the East. That's I my, think the Giants have a better thought. chance than the than the than the Redskins. All right, Washington Redskins. Remember, I said it here. Get out of here. That was just my thought. Um, is the best team the Kansas City Chiefs? They sit nine and zero. This is Kwame Live Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about that.
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Oh, yeah. He's get trying to here. get my sexy voice signal back. <laughs> Not when you and I are in the studio alone. <laughs> All right, Kevin. I hear you, Kevin. You, Kevin, must he must have... It was worldwide. My sexy voice is worldwide. Uh, so, you know, welcome back to the show. Help me. <laughs> uh, the question was posed: Is the nine and O Kansas City Chiefs the best team in the league? Sitting at nine and O records. I mean, you are what you are. But here's the test coming up. Uh, let me mention. Uh, let me mention this: that uh, speed of recovery to uh, Gary Kubiak. Uh, his team lost last night to the Colts. I, I don't really buy into. I don't really buy into a whole lot of the comeback that Andrew Luck had because Andrew Luck was the reason why they was in that situation. And if you don't double team that one of the top receivers in the game, uh, and you was talking about this early, Alex, scheme for one guy and let another guy get off. Well, they scheme for this guy. He's 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 one of the best guys. T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> no, talk- no, no, no. T.Y. Hilton got off. Oh, you're talking about Andre Johnson. I'm talking about Johnson oh, okay, okay, uh, right. for the Houston Texans. Um, yeah, but what I texted you last night, I said Case Keenum is my favorite player in the NFL. He's, he's, you know why he's your favorite player? Because he's playing like he's in college or in high school. He's energetic. He's making plays out there. He's throwing the ball deep. He doesn't care if he gets intercepted. He's coming he is in throwing the ball down the field. Right. He's coming in under different circumstances. So you see that. Then Matt Schaub, why, don't, why are you playing so stressful and moving like a snail? Matt Schaub is a good quarterback. He's running into a situation where for four games in a row, he's throwing pick sixes. So I need to go with a fresh energetic guy uh, with, with uh, Casey. And he already has command of the team. Yeah. They respect him. Because he's excited. You get but, but a lot of the stuff in the huddle in the locker room that we don't see, he must be doing something right as a child coming out of college. fun. He's keeping a locker room. If you got a loose locker room uh, as opposed to one of those locker rooms that's just tight, they're trying to, everybody's looking around to see who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the captain. Uh, 
can we say this? Can we do this? Because some locker rooms have, it's almost like a video game, a video game store in some locker rooms where you keep the players loose, but those players probably don't even want to watch TV or play video games uh, anymore because they wonder if I play this game and we lose, then I play too many games in the locker room. If they get Arian Foster back this, say they get him back next week, hypothetically I'm, I'm speaking. I'm tired of him too. I understand. Oh, same. But if they if they get him back next week, and he, say he stays healthy the rest of the year, they could win six or seven games in a row and make the playoffs. This team is so electric offensively. But they had to beat the uh, uh, Indianapolis. The Andre Hopkins, like they, yeah, I understand that. But you, you see that the Colts and Andy, uh, uh, what's his name, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. He, uh, he had eight or nine fourth quarter overtime comeback games last year. He got Bruce Arians a contract. Yeah, I, because if he wouldn't have come exactly. back, Bruce Arians wouldn't have been a coach this year. Right. And right. I think that Case Keenum, Arian Foster, and Andre Johnson—he's throwing the ball like he's playing, like he's playing a video game. He's yeah. never had a receiver this good, even though Andre Johnson's towards the end of his career. He can—they made it look so easy last night for one half of football. And if their defense holds up, who knows? I mean, Houston has what it takes, and but I guess they've had what it's take for it was, it was the past five years. Twenty-one-three uh, going into halftime, and you lose—you lose this game. Uh, and then uh, at some point. Those leaders and those team, those, those captains have to step up. You don't lose this game, and that's why I don't buy the comebacks of uh, Andrew Luck. And he did get Arian. Arian was a good offensive coordinator. Now he was in Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, where Pittsburgh was a a team you wanted to talk but about. But their record shouldn't have been as good as it was if it wasn't for Andrew Luck exactly. last year. Exactly. Uh, but he was playing raw. He does have a good intelligence of the football game because he was around a lot of guys who were smart in the game. Uh, coming out of Stanford, not just Stanford. I don't want to keep talking about Stanford like that's the that's the cerebral program <laughs> that you have to go to to be a great. Well, you want KJ to go there, right? Uh, where is free? Who's paying? <laughs> where is free? Legacy, but, but uh, <laughs> Mesa Community College. <laughs> um, but no, I don't buy into a whole lot of the comeback stuff when your quarterback puts you in that situation. Uh, Hilton had a great game, three touchdowns, uh, but then you have. Um, then you had uh, Johnson that went off early, and you didn't double-team me. He was nine receiving yards, I mean receiving catches for 229 yards, yeah. three touchdowns. Yeah. Come on now. Now, I started off this uh, speedy recovery for uh, Gary Kubiak. Yeah, that was scary. Uh, now, the Kansas City Chiefs and will be playing without John Fox, who went for a procedure of a heart condition. Of his, um, I, I'm not sure of the uh, specifics of it, but – Jack Del Rio will be coaching that team. Another head coach who was in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Glad to be out of there, I'm sure. Uh, but he will be coaching that team. But they will be going up against the 9-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Monday night. Now, I'm in not two going, weeks, right? I'm, it's, I think they're on a bye next week. Yeah. I think Kansas at Denver, uh, November 17th, they'll be playing. I'll be in Orlando, Florida, if anybody's looking for me. Um, they will, um, which you, is that Monday night? Yeah. So you'll be hosting. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not going to put a lot or say a lot of th- negative things about Alex Smith because that defense is making Alex. Well, you know what? He's Trent Dilfer of this year. Okay. I mean, let, let's, call it, let, let's call it here. I can't, I can't say anything bad about him because for 31 games, he won 25 of them. 31, his last 31 games, he won 25 of them. And that is winning. That is winning. You can't throw the ball past 15 yards. You don't have to. You got to. <laughs> what, what they've never been really down in games. This whole year, they haven't they haven't been down two touchdowns and had to come back. That you can't lean on Jamal Charles yeah. or their defense. So he, he hasn't been tested yet in Denver in two weeks. He will be tested. I will have a decision on him personally of what I think. But about I think him. the Kansas City Chiefs de- uh, defense can uh, 
can compete with the offense of uh, Denver Broncos. I, I, I concur, especially with John Fox out. We'll see if Peyton Manning will be the one that will take the reins of that I, whole I team. I think he will. I mean, I would assume so I think as well. well. But at the same time, this this Kansas City Chiefs are they the best team right now. We got it. We got two and a half minutes to break. I, I think their record, they're nine and zero. My most disappointing team, the Atlanta Falcons. My most surprised team, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think the best team in football is the Green Bay Packers. Personally, even with that depleted team, Aaron Rodgers shoot, flying, shooting on all cylinders. I think they're always the most consistent. You have to have, yeah, but you have to have a good offense now to win a Super Bowl. You can't just rely on a defense. And I, that's what I think Kansas City's Achilles heel is going to be. Yeah, their defense is carrying them now, which is fine. But I would rather take Green Bay in a Green Bay Chiefs Super Bowl, hypothetically speaking. I'd take Green Bay 10 times out of 10. Because if you can throw the ball vertically in this year, in this New age of NFL, you win more games. We always known that uh, he was able to Rogers was able to do that, and then he's doing it with limited receiving core. And Jordy Nelson, top yeah. five receiver now. Yeah, he's doing Fantasy. it with a limited receiving core. All right, well that's uh, we, we'll keep our eyes on that game in the Kansas City Chiefs. Alex Smith, you're gonna have to step up next week because you may have to throw the ball in the final uh, quarter down the field, yeah. and you have to do it with some type of accuracy, but that defense may give him a chance to do that. The Minnesota Vikings and Dallas Cowboys, I was prepared to come in here and praise Tony Romo, but no way. I, I can't do him. He threw, a touch, he threw an interception with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, which I say Tony Romo. And, then, and if I say that, everybody knows what, it mean, know what it means when you have a chance to win a football game. We have a minute left in the show. Um, this guy comes back, and he, um, and he pulls it off in the fourth quarter in the final seconds. Uh, throws a touchdown, uh, come across the uh, middle of the field, throws a touchdown, they get up and they win. I want to say a whole lot about that, but they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. What's more impressive is that the uh, Christian Ponder had some he real, had a great day. He had some real quarterback numbers. Yeah, and Adrian Peterson ran the ball from the six yard line with five guys on him into the end zone to tie the game. That was absolutely ridiculous. Twenty five carries, one hundred forty yards, and a touchdown. That makes Ponder looks good with his twenty five for thirty seven, which is good, which is pretty good. Two hundred thirty six yards and a touchdown. And he ran any running touchdown. They should have won that game. Yeah, but Dwayne Harris ran a great route at the end of the game, and, and I think that Tony, finally he did this because they'd be tied for first right now in the NFC East if they didn't win this game. Right. So it was a big win regardless. I'll tell you what. Well, we're on four days a week uh, outside of Wednesdays. Uh, Alex Clancy always in the studio. Alex Clancy be hosting some of the shows uh, that's going on. Uh, we have about 10 seconds left. Congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. There was a marathon yesterday that was postponed in New York. That went on. Uh, uh, what was her name? Angela, Angie, uh, Angel. Velasquez went out there. She ran for Pat Tillman mm. uh, in honor of Pat Tillman, Angel Velasquez. I say her name crazy, but she's at 1060, AM 1060, uh, the manager over there. Uh, we'll come back, and tomorrow we'll be talking about a little bit more Monday Night Football, and we'll get into some basketball. Quam Live Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll see you guys tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 